So I'm super excited to announce that the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care has partnered with Flat River Infusions as a corporate sponsor. Now, who is Flat River Infusions? They are a North Carolina-based hemp and CBD company that provides all natural CBD products. The owner of Flat River Infusions, Nick Sagan, has a pretty powerful family story to tell. I would encourage you to go to their website, flatriverinfusions.com, and read about it. But just to let you know that Flat River's products are non-GMO, gluten-free, full-spectrum, and broad-spectrum CBD oils. There's a quality product that's grown in North Carolina, and you can't really say that about a lot of the CBD products on the market today. You don't know where they're coming from. You don't know what the quality control is. And you don't know what other channels those products have passed through before they actually get to you. Whether you're looking for a wellness product to add to your routine or an all-natural plant product, Flat River Infusions is here to help. Their products help support healthy body functioning, as well as help support healthy growing muscles as well. My favorite product is the CBD Herbal Salve which comes in a little glass container and you can literally rub it on your joints or any sore muscles. And within 30 minutes, you feel better. It's amazing. I love it and I use it daily and I would encourage you to do the same. If you are interested in checking out Flat River Infusion products, please go to their website at flatriverinfusions.com. And any purchase that you make when you mention our show, please use the coupon code CUFITNESS, the letter C, the letter U, fitness, and receive a 20% discount on all of your purchases. Hey, hey, everybody. This is Allison Katzkowski. Thank you so much for tuning into this edition of The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. I hope that wherever you are on this Tuesday morning, you're doing something fun and positive for yourself. So we're heading into summer. Or actually, we're probably already in, we're already into summer. And it's, it's really hard to believe because as, as much as we've all really wanted, you know, things to quote unquote, get back to normal, whatever that looks like, it's, it's kind of like everything seems to be finally starting to happen. And really, my guest today and I are going to have a candid conversation about just how to stay in front of how we make changes on a day-to-day basis and how to keep the momentum going. My guest today is Katie Corbett. She and I connected online. She is also a fellow coach. And I was really intrigued by the name of her business, Health, Wellness, and Chocolate. I mean, who doesn't love that for a business name? So, so I knew when she reached out to me that we had to connect and that we had... Um, you know, some, some, some of this, not just the same similar interests, but I just knew that she would be a really good fit for, for this show, for this platform and a chance to really share her expertise with you. So Katie, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Oh, this is really going to be fun. So, so why don't you tell my audience a little bit about you first, kind of your background and really what you do? Okay. I am a stay-at-home mom. I have eight children, but I also run. I know that blows me away. (laughs) (laughs) But I also run health, wellness, and chocolate because once I had my seventh baby, I found myself seventy pounds overweight. But you know, prior to that, I um I had gone, I had struggled with my weight. I was overweight pretty much for the past thirty years, right? And I struggled with it. I went into graduate school. I I had my master's in health education because I really was always searching for that elusive 
magic theory, right? How do, how do I lose weight and finally act like a thin person? Like I just, it felt so elusive. So I thought, okay, well, I'll, I'll grab, you know, I'll go to graduate school and I'll, I'll get my master's degree in health and that will help me. Right. And, mm-hmm. right. and, you know, and, and so I just, by the time I had my seventh baby, I was 70 pounds overweight and I was really feeling frustrated. And a friend of mine finished an Ironman competition and I was super proud of her, but really almost immediately after that feeling of me being very proud of her accomplishment, uh, the the almost immediate thought I had right after that was jealousy in the sense like, oh, must be nice to be able to have time to take care of yourself. And at the time I didn't even own a hairbrush. I was really so focused on my kids, so focused on raising them. Um, and I really wasn't put taking care of myself at all. Uh So it was no surprise at all that I was 70 pounds overweight. And the thought of starting another diet, I, you know, I had yo-yo dieted for 30 years and I'd, I'd lose some weight. I'd have some success and then I'd gain it all back. It was just like a, a, this roller coaster. And I just was like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to diet anymore. Cause I just ah. wind up gaining the weight back. I feel deprived. You know, I tried, if you name a diet, I have tried it. Right. And like even juicing, I tried juicing. I, I started and by 10 AM I was crying and I ate a banana and then I felt like a failure. Like it just never stopped. And so, and I mean, we don't, we forget that, you know, when we get to the point where we're, what I I like to say, sick and tired of being sick and tired, you know, when we get to that point and we've decided we've had enough, what we have to remind ourselves is that we didn't get there overnight. So to your point, waking up one day and finally, you know, being 70 pounds overweight in your words and deciding that you had had enough, you, you, the things you had to do to get to that point had to happen or you wouldn't have been ready to make the changes, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 So I just, I gave myself what I call my year of grace. And I said, that's it. I'm just going to research the, like, I know the diet that I tried. I know all the rules, right? Mm -hmm. I know all the eating rules. I know all that stuff. Right. And it's just like knowing that wasn't enough because I was still 70 pounds overweight. So what am I missing? And I set out on this journey. I called it my year of grace. I'm like, I'm not going to diet. I'm going to love myself and I'm just going to see what I'm missing. And what I found I was missing really was this mindset and self-care aspect because I knew all the rules. I knew all the eating, how to eat right. I knew all the portion sizes. I knew the carbs and the fats and the proteins and Uh all that. I knew it all, right? Right. But but it was this this, um, self-care, this mindset. So I, I started doing that and the weight came off in the first week, like once I finally was able to connect the point of like my brain, whenever it feels uncomfortable or whenever I'm feeling stressed or any sort of emotion, my brain just had a habit. It was like an automatic Katie, go eat something because that will help you feel better. And I never uh-huh. knew that connection. And once I learned that I would start to question, okay, wait, I'm suddenly hungry. Why am I hungry? Oh, I know I'm not really hungry. I'm just upset because this happened or I'm feeling overwhelmed or whatever. And I, and I challenge my brain and say, I don't think I'm hungry right now. And the first week I did that, I didn't deprive myself. I just started to pay attention uh, to those hunger signals I was getting from my brain. And I, I wound up losing eight pounds. And I, like I said, I didn't diet. I was just paying attention uh-huh. to my eating. Well, and, diet and was, really diet to me just, you know, is it um, signifies a beginning and an end for so many people. Mm-hmm. I don't even use the word diet in any mm-hmm. of my programs and any of my language, right. because I, I think it really, it insinuates to whoever is doing it, that there's a start and a stop yes. point. 
And what we want to try to encourage as coaches is we want to encourage meaningful habit change and behavior change. Absolutely. And I'm on the same page as you there because I don't do I don't use it either. And when I talk to my clients, I'm like, this is not a diet. I'm not, we're not even going to, I'm not even going to tell you what to eat. Like that's yeah. on you, right. Like I, that, that you probably know all the rules. So like, yeah. that's not where we're going, but we dive into the why. Right. And I, I tell my clients too, like extra weight is really just a symptom of life out of balance. Let's figure out where those gaps are and fill them up so that food doesn't, you don't need to fill up with food anymore. So yeah. that was what I discovered. And really over the course of months, this, the, the weight came off, but I wasn't deprived. So I said, you know, if I could figure this out. And and like I said, I had a master's degree in health. So it's not about the lack of knowledge. It was really like this tool. Like I just needed someone to teach. Well, me. I had a, I had a professor in grad school who, who told me something I've never forgotten it. And I say it, I find myself saying it all the time. Knowledge is just not enough to change behavior. Mm. We know all the right things to do. I mean, we're, we're coaches, you know, we're, yes. we have, we have the education, and really for most of the, most of the clients that we serve, they know what they need to be doing. Exactly. But even though they know that sometimes that's not enough to make the necessary changes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Right. So, yeah. so I know, so I know in your work as a coach, you, you're, you're doing a lot of the things that we're talking about, but yeah. if you could like sum up in just a couple of sentences, what, what, what do you call yourself and what, how, what, what types of programs do you offer? So basically, I, I love to help busy moms uh, lose weight for the last time. So I okay. am a weight loss expert, but really a lot of that is is more or less, it really revolves around self-care. So really what I do is I help uh, typically women, you know, that they're busy and they're really not focused on themselves much because they're mm-hmm. so, you know, focused on either raising their families or their career. So I just help them identify the gaps in their life and uh-huh. then how to fill them up without using food or using alcohol, right? Like you, you build a life that yeah. is one that you love right. so that food is not the best part of your day. So even if you're working and you find, you know, oh, you, you know, I, work is really stressful. My favorite part of the day is when I get to go out and have lunch, right? That could be like a red flag for you. Like, oh, you know, maybe, maybe if I'm struggling with my weight, that that could be why, right? Yeah. Like that, yeah. That, you know, maybe work isn't challenging enough for me or yeah. maybe well, it's let's, not let's talk a little bit about what self-care actually, how do you define self-care? So I define self-care as, as, you know, identifying within your unique personality and your, you know, your budget and your time constraints, ways to fill yourself up so that whatever your default is that isn't supporting your health and wellness no longer becomes so important. Uh So for some people, it could be like, you know, okay, I'll give you an example. So for me, you know, I always, like I said, I always struggled with my weight, but you know, four o'clock would roll around and I have, you know, a bunch of kids and my husband works in New York city, but we live in Pennsylvania. So he's gone pretty much like 15 hours a day. Wow. So by four o'clock in the afternoon and we homeschool. So I'm home with all these little kids all day long. And I was feeling by four o'clock, it gets like really loud and really kooky here. Right. And I would feel guilty that I felt overwhelmed because in my mind, it was like the thought I had was good moms don't feel overwhelmed, but then immediately I'd feel guilty. And so I learned like, I would really be wanting like chocolate, you know, like some sort of chocolate by four o'clock in the afternoon. So I, I got to learn how to like 
I took basically an inventory and got to know myself and understand like, okay, I'm feeling overwhelmed by then. So what could fill me up and make me feel better and help me de-stress that that's not food, that's not chocolate. And, and so what I did was I took a strengths assessment and I learned about myself and I learned, Hey, you know what? I like to learn things. So at four o'clock, instead of diving in elbow deep into a bag of Toll House chocolate chips, you know, I uh-huh. said, all right, we're going to go outside and I'm going to put a podcast on and I'm going to walk around my driveway and I'm going to let the kids play and I'm going to learn something and get some fresh air and decompress and let them like just roam around the yard. And, and you know, they're safe. I don't have to constantly focus on them. I can kind of, you know, I can blow the dust off is like what I like to say. And just uh-huh. walk around. And that so just like that one little thing for me was a form of self-care. Right. Okay. It's just like focusing in on something that would light me up and fill me up in a way that was supportive of my health goals as opposed mm-hmm. and within my budget and within mm-hmm. my lifestyle, within the time constraints I had. Right. Cause I, I, you know, I really can't afford to go to a gym time wise or financially. It's just not in the, my, my arena for my life right now, but that worked for me. So mm-hmm. it was like finding strategies that supported me in my health goals that were realistic and doable. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? So it was like that to me is what self-care is. It's really getting to know yourself, getting to learn, okay, where are the gaps? How do I fill them up in a way that's realistic? Yeah. And and then and then implementing them. Yeah. Well, and I just think it, self-care can mean so many things to mm-hmm. people. Yeah. You know, and I think that people, so many people confuse it with getting a massage, getting their nails done, you know, the consumer type aspects, which there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I do some of that myself, but, but at the end of the day, you know, if, if we're not addressing and we're not doing things that really energize us and make us feel really good instead of things that just help, I mean, don't get me wrong, things that we do that help us relax are amazing, but we also need to look at what really, what really energizes us, what really sets our soul on Mm -hmm. fire and what really just helps keep us going. I mean, that's really the essence of filling our cup up. It's not so that we can relax and chill out. It's so that we have the energy and the, and the space to, you know, to look at what's next. Right. Because you also, you you think about it too, like, do you want to be living a life that you're constantly needing to escape from? Yeah. Right. Like you want to have a life that fills you up yeah. in an organic way so that like the massages and the pedicures, like those things are awesome. Yeah. Right. But, but to always have to have that, you know, uh, in order to, or to think those, that that's the right. only form of self-care yeah. that you do, right. you right. know, it's, it's mm-hmm. basically expand the net, widen the net a little bit and, you know, ask yourself what else is possible. Right. So, exactly. So, you know, so one thing that you and I have talked about is is that this this need for a habit reset and all Mm -hmm. this month, all the month of May in my private Facebook community, you know, kind of reset was our theme because, you know, at CU Fitness, we do a lot of destination retreats. And a lot of the main reason why people come to my retreats is they say they want to reset. Mm -hmm. So, but since we're in summer and for a lot of people, summer is a reset, you know, for whether it's kids out of school, whether it's you know, a work schedule changes, or we just tend to slide into a different mindset. So, you know, especially along the lines of this discussion, you know, what are your thoughts on framing summer or framing, you know, a day-to-day change as a mental reset? Well, what I like to do is if, 
if I find like there's a goal that I have been trying to hit, but maybe isn't working or I'm not, I haven't been consistent with it. Mm-hmm. I would take like, maybe there's something that you've been wanting to do, but maybe haven't been doing. I would look at that and figure out like, okay, what has been coming up? What has been getting in my way from me being able to hit that? And maybe start yeah. with one thing yeah, and then, you know, see what, what is it and why aren't you hitting it? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's not the right time for you. Maybe it's, you know, whatever it could be. Um, look at it and, and try to take a holistic look at it and be like, okay, why, why do I need a reset in this area? Like what isn't working for me with this? Maybe it's too ambitious. Maybe it's not ambitious enough. Maybe it's just not the right time, you know, um, and and take a look at that. But I would choose like one thing and start with that. And then you could build on or change it a lot. But I think sometimes if you try to do too much at once, it gets, and you know what, one of the things that I hear too, in my conversations with people is that, you know, especially, you know, if you're a high achiever and overachiever, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're always wanting to set goals because it really kind of forces you to think and kind of get a mental picture about what you want your goal to look like. But the problem with that is, is that you can stay so focused on the future, you know, one mm-hmm. month down the road, two months down the road or whatever, that we miss out on the opportunities that we have day to day. So when it comes to self-care, what are your thoughts on that? Well, what we try to do is, so when we're thinking, okay, what what is self-care? So what we do is say, all right, where are the biggest pain points for you? So for let's take, for example, maybe it's, you know, I'm feeling like I'm not eating well, right? Like, or maybe we're just eating out too often or um, overeating or it's just like not, I, I'm choosing eating because that's like what I talk about a lot anyway. But like, so let's say a goal is healthy eating, right? Mm-hmm. When you start out with healthy eating as the goal, like, okay, for this week, I really want to eat healthy. So what I always say is, all right, plan what you want to have ahead of time. And then, you know, you can meal plan, um, you know, food prep, food shop. So make sure you have what you need in the house. So you're not just constantly reacting or running out, you know, you have everything kind of set. And so when you're starting out setting a goal like that, you know, the motivation is high. And very often it's, um, you you really don't think of any of the negative effects when you're Uh visualizing eating healthy. It's just like, okay, this is going to be great. And what happens is your brain, it almost like tricks your brain into thinking you already have been eating healthy. Um, Like you've already attained that goal mentally. And so you, you, it actually changes your physiological signs. You almost tend to relax into that idea that you're uh-huh. eating healthy and you don't, it, it, um, your brain actually like doesn't think of any challenges about it. Right. Mm-hmm. But then life happens. Okay. Yeah. So maybe you have to work late or someone in your family gets sick. Like for us in the wintertime, I know at any given moment, someone is going to get a stomach virus. It's like just a given with this many kids, like someone's bound to get sick. Right. So, so whatever happens, like life takes a sideways turn. And so like, if your goal for my example is like, okay, we're going to eat healthy, but now like the flu hit or, you know, somebody is sick all of a sudden, you know, what am I going to make for dinner? Or, you know, what are we going to be eating? Like you kind of get into this survival mode. And Mm -hmm. it's just like everything, all the intentions that you set or all the, the goals that you had set for eating healthy really goes out the window. It's like the first thing that you drop because it's just, you you only have enough emotional energy to cope. Right. And so it's like, it's this, that one thing 
happens, it's like, okay, we're going to drop this right now. And you go into this all or nothing thinking like, all right, we're, we're not going to eat healthy right now. Well, and you we also, you mode. also too, I mean, it, it's obviously in, you know, it, I guess what I was speaking to in terms of the summer schedule is it's, it's easy to kind of slide into a um, kind of a more casual way of doing things. It's summertime. Mm-hmm. That's just as I think where a lot of people, what a lot of people do, you know, some people out of necessity and some, because that's just what they want. But, right. but from, you know, if you're trying to reframe your, your health goals or your fitness goals or your weight loss goals, then I would think, and I'd just be curious to get your, your thoughts on this as a coach, I would think that because of the fact that it's a slowdown time, or it's a time that we choose to do different, that you know, approaching a goal that maybe has been elusive to us in the past um, can actually work if we really focus on just the day to day. Today, this is what I'm focused on and nothing mm-hmm. else. And then tomorrow, yeah. it's about tomorrow, but today, let's focus on today. Right. Right. Yeah. So what you want to do then is like, say you choose one thing, right? And you could tell yourself, okay, for the next 24 hours, I'm going to make sure that this is accomplished. So you would choose mm-hmm. a, a short-term goal. Yeah. But what you want to do too is you, so you want to imagine yourself at the end of the day, having hit that goal, right? And mm-hmm. what will that feel like? What will you look like? What would it mean to you to have hit that goal, right? And so you write write all that down or at least conceptualize it in your brain. Okay, I've hit my goal and that means I've done X, Y, and Z. Uh-huh. But now I, what I want you to do is also um, think about, um, you know, how, how did you get there and, and what hurdles might possibly come up, um, that could have gotten in your way from hitting the goal. So for example, if you say, okay, for just today, I'm going to start, you know, jogging every morning for 30 minutes. Right. And, and, and that's your goal. Like, so for the next 24 hours, like I'm going to make sure for at least 30 minutes of this day. So now let's say you wake up in the morning and it's raining out. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, maybe I'll just start tomorrow. Okay. And then that goal kind of goes out the window. Uh-huh. What I want you to do is say to yourself, like when you're conceptualizing that goal, I want you to think of all the things that could come up that could get in your way. And then and then have a have a plan B, like have another strategy. Like, so if my goal is I'm gonna jog tomorrow for 30 minutes, and then you wake up and it's raining, like, oh, it's raining. That's not a surprise. I planned for that. You know what? I'm gonna go on the treadmill for 30 minutes instead. Or that way, whatever it is that you set for yourself, you know, sometimes life happens and life yeah, gets in the way. Yeah, well, it's never what I like to say is it's never a question of if, it's always a question of when. Yeah, yes. Right. So you can have that goal and that positive idea in your head, but then you like, you pair it with reality. Okay. You know, I know things are going to come up. So then like, what, um, what can I do? Like what obstacles are going to come up that could possibly hold me back and then, um, start, start listing them and then start coming up with ways to strategize around that. So that yeah. it's not, it's really not a hurdle. It's just like, okay, I, I expected yeah. this. It's like, kind of like, you know, confronting the, what I like to say, the pink elephant in the room, you know, confronting yeah. that and just keeping that front of mind, but not letting that be what your intention is for the day, you know, no, right? like right. keep but the future focus in mind, but also in the back of your mind, you know, just recognize and to use your word, even though at the beginning of, a, of the show, when you said I gave myself a year of grace. So really what I'm hearing you say is 
giving ourselves grace Mm -hmm. um, every day, knowing that everybody, everybody's got obstacles. I mean, some people just aren't really vocal about them and some people just, you know, ignore them. Some people just hope that they go away, but the reality is, is they're always there. I mean, the, 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 the big, then the question becomes, how do we manage them so that they don't keep setting us back? And that's really what I'm hearing you say. Yes. Yeah. And then, so what you want to do is it's called like the, if then planning, Uh right? So if this happens, then I'm going to do this. So like, if this barrier comes up, I will do this. So if it rains outside, I will go on the treadmill. Uh If, if someone gets a stomach virus, we have soup frozen in the freezer, right? Like, so it's like this, if then planning, because like I said, when you set goals, you tend not to think of the negative or, uh-huh. or the opposite end of the spectrum is you only think of the negative and then you don't set any goals. Yeah. Right? Then so you don't think you, of, then you don't, you're not available for what could possibly happen. Yes. For yeah. So you just want to approach them realistically. Like, okay, I live in the real world and I want to do this healthy habit, but I know sometimes, you know, life happens. So yeah. if, if this happens then, so it's called yeah. if then planning. So if this comes up, then I'm going to do that. And then that way, and you can really just sit down and brainstorm. Like I call it a brain dump, right? Just write down all the things that could possibly come up that, that are going to get in your way of your goal. Uh-huh. And then try to think of as many strategies as you can that you would be able to overcome it. Yeah. Right? So really what it sounds like you're saying is that every day, when you're setting your intentions for the day, you kind of take an inventory, you know, ask yourself, what are my, what, what do I know are the things that could hold me back? And then what's my plan? Absolutely. You're kind of getting in front of it. In other words. Yeah. Yeah. You're being proactive instead of reactive. And then you're not really tossed around by the circumstances of life. You can really say, Oh, you know, there it is. I knew that was going to happen. And this is what I'm going to do instead. And then, you know, you're being realistic, but you're also you you are being proactive and you really, it's almost like you have your future self, like you have your uh-huh. back, right? You have your own back for the yeah. future version of yourself and like, well, oh, and you're, you're also giving energy to the things that you want versus right. the things that you don't. Right. Now that's so much a mistake that I think people make is they, well, I don't, this, I definitely don't want this to happen. Well, I definitely don't want this. Well, this happened before and I don't want that to happen again. So, you know, the more you say that and you live in that space, the more you're just inviting more of that in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay. Awesome. Well, let's say someone out there is listening to all this and they're thinking, you know, that could really work for me. Um, you know, and they're feeling really inspired, but maybe they just don't know where to begin today. What, what would you tell them? I would say, take, take a look at, you know, sit down, find a quiet space, right? And just start to think about where are my biggest pain points and what is the change that I would want to make, right? So what what keeps coming up for me that, you know, maybe it's like that you're thinking about at 3 a.m. or that you're going to bed at night and wishing was different. Mm -hmm. And I would just start with that one, like just one thing, one thing. So for me, like when, when I had started this whole thing for me, I would go to bed at night and I would be so frustrated with myself for not, um, you know, like for, for not being, you know, having quote unquote, the willpower to lose the weight, right? Like I'd go to bed. So, so defeated every night. Right. And so like that, I would choose, I would, so for me, I would say, okay, well, what else could I do? And then that's how I started this journey of let me research. Cause this yeah. isn't working. Right. Like yeah. this thing, but that for me was my biggest pain point. So if, if you like, say your biggest pain point might be, you know, I really want to, to start 
working out and then you go to bed that night and you haven't done it, right? Like, oh man, I, I really wanted to walk today, but the day got away from me. Or, you know, I really meant to do that, but that got away from me. Whatever it is that you're you're going to bed at night, ready to go to bed, and you're like, oh man, I wanted to do this, but you know, I just didn't get to it today. Then yeah. if that's the thing that's your biggest pain point, choose it and then really start to examine it and, and start to think, okay, what what would I have to do in my day to make sure that got done? And and then okay, it, and what obstacles could possibly come up for me? And how can I work around that just to make sure I could get that done? Yeah. Right. And then come yeah. up with all those things. So just yeah. that one thing, right? And then you start with that. And really what will happen is you'll build that self-efficacy and you'll start to have confidence like, hey, I can really do this. And maybe add another thing in a few weeks and then another thing in a few weeks. And success breeds success. And but I mean, it just starts with like one little thing. It yeah. doesn't have to be epic. Yeah, I love I love that because it's just so simple. You know, right. we can we can kind of talk ourselves out. We can say, oh, I would love to do this. But right. then before we even start to strategize about how that could actually work immediately, we're like, well, I don't really have time for that. Well, I'm too mm-hmm. busy. Well, I can't pay for that or whatever. Yeah. And so we're really not even giving it a chance. Right. To to So but I love that just picking one thing and starting there because, right. you know, so many people think it, it has to be this long, drawn out, extensive plan. And it really doesn't. No. And yeah. really, too, your brain like, and, and your brain loves homeostasis. Right. It does not yeah. want you to change. Yeah, your brain you... wants to keep everything the same. Yeah. Right. So yeah. if you come up with these ideas, it's going to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's yeah. slow down. Like that's totally. a terrible idea. Totally. <laughs> Why in the world would we want to exercise? Right. Like, so you have to acknowledge that like, okay, brain, don't worry, don't panic. It's not going to be a big deal, yeah. but I'm going to just come up with some solutions just in case bad things happen Yeah. <laughs> and then course. go from there. Right. Yeah. And then, and then it's not as scary because you'll do it a little bit and then be like, oh, okay. You could do yeah. this a little bit, you know, and yeah, and then you can kind of quiet your brain and like, no, no, brain, it's okay. We did this yesterday. We could do this today. <laughs> yeah, you just have to keep reminding, keep reminding yeah. yourself. So, mm-hmm. so where can people find you? They can find me at healthwellnessandchocolate.com. I have uh, th- that's my website. I have videos on there. I have some free downloads. I have um, a bunch of stuff on there that they can check out. Okay. And so like when you mentioned free downloads or anything, is, are there any programs or is there anything that you're doing coming up that people could check out? Sure. I have something called the health and wellness blueprint. And it's basically um, the process that I used to lose weight for the last time. I walk you through it and I do have a dollar trial for that. So you can go just to healthwellnessandchocolate.com and right at the top of the at the top of the screen, it'll just say, you know, the $1 trial for the health uh-huh. and wellness blueprint. And you can get in there. I have my, it's called the user manual workbook. Um, you could print that out. I have my ebook in there. And then I have nine of my foundational classes. Okay. So you have like access to that um, for just the dollar and you can check it out and see if it would be a good fit for you. And then if you like it, you could stay longer. I offer a really nice discount for people who want to uh, continue okay. with me, but if they're, you know, if they're nervous, cause like I said, I understand the way the brain works and it's going to be like, Whoa, yeah, totally. that is a terrible idea. Okay. <laughs> so Let's make it a dollar, get you in the door. We'll ease you into this. <laughs> yeah. And you're, uh, you're obviously on social media. So people could find you in your social media mm-hmm. channels too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm on Instagram at health, wellness and chocolate. Actually it's, um, at health, wellness, chocolate. And on Instagram, there's no, and cause I ran out of space. Okay. <laughs> so gotcha. Okay. Chocolate. 
And every week on Mondays, I put out a, a class and then I do have a podcast, the health, wellness and chocolate podcast. That oh, okay. Awesome. Very good. Yeah. So mm-hmm. fabulous. Okay. Well, Katie, this has been so much fun talking to you. I yeah. love talking to other coaches just about what they do and just kind of how they view self-care and all that, because I just feel like there's, it's a concept that I feel like everybody gets, but, but yet I still feel like it's so misunderstood. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. so I really like to hear, um, you know, other coaches perspectives on what works, what doesn't work and that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I really appreciate you making time, making yeah. time to, uh, to chat with me today. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This was wonderful. No problem. Happy to do it. And if anyone out there is listening and feeling really inspired and wants to know more about Katie and health, wellness, and chocolate, her business, please feel free to reach out to her. All of her links are in the show notes. You can find her website and it sounds like she's got some amazing opportunities there. You can also look for her on social media, her Instagram handle um, and all of that. And she also has a podcast as well. So we love having podcasters here. So please make sure you check her out and reach out to her if you want to know more. And before I sign off, I just want to thank all of you. Um, Again, I know I say it a lot, and I never want to forget to say it, Um, just how grateful I am for all of your support and your motivation, your inspiration. I love hearing from all of you when you write to me about your stories and, you know, what episodes you really like and you know, maybe, maybe I had a guest that really spoke to you in a unique way. Please always feel free to know that my door is always open. You're welcome to email me at allison at cufitness.com. That's one L, allison at the letter C, the letter U, fitness.com. And just tell me, tell me what you, tell me what's worked. Tell me what hasn't worked. Um, maybe if you've got a question, if there's something you want to hear me talk about on a future episode, please don't hesitate to let me know that. And also, too, I want to thank you for continuing to support The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. We're coming up on our second birthday in August, so we're going to be having some special episodes air then. We are also coming up on episode 100, which is I have to pinch myself to remind myself that that's actually happening, um, because when I started this whole podcast thing, I had no idea where it was going to go. And so um, now I'm almost at 100 episodes. We're um, approaching 20,000 downloads, which I have to pinch myself about that, too. And we are heard all over the world. Um, We're in multiple countries. We reach people every single day. And I could not do that without your support, um, without your continuing to listen, to share, eat the episodes that you really feel speak to you. Um, I just want you to know how much I appreciate that. I never want a week to go by where I don't express that to you. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for everything. If you are not yet in my private Facebook group, please head over to my Facebook group at Living Your Ultimate Life Through Fitness and Self-Care. And we do all kinds of fun things there. Um, I would love to see you over there. Every week I try to take on, you know, a slightly different theme. We do challenges. I do a weekly live show. And it's just a great way for us to interact and communicate. So please come over and join me there if you're not already there. You can find me on Instagram at FitStyleGal or you can go to my website at cufitness.com and click the podcast tab. And all of our episodes are there as well. And um, all of the 12 platforms where you hear us are also there as well. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I so appreciate it. If you are feeling inspired and want to become a supporter of our show, when you go to our website, we have some opportunities for you to do that as well. If you go to the podcast tab and we will send you a free gift and a swag bag too um, for your donation. So this is Allison Kaskowski with the ultimate journey of self-care. You are one step closer to living your ultimate life. So make you go. Back.